Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pet Talk Podcast, the official podcast of Alicia Pet Care Center. We are a state-of-the-art animal hospital located in Mission Viejo in Southern California, and we are proud to bring to you a very special guest for this episode, all the way from Russia, all the way from Michigan, and now he is stationed right here in Southern California, Vlade the world-renowned Russian dog wizard who you can find all over the internet who has been on multiple NPR shows and radio shows. He was a big part of radio and television while he was in Michigan. And you probably have seen him on KTLA here locally a number of times on the David Letterman show. The list goes on really, but I will not go on. We will just go straight to the episode in-house in the hospital with Vlade, the Russian dog wizard. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Pet Talk Podcast with Alicia Pet Care Center. Normally, we would have an episode right now with asking the doctors various questions, but we are very excited to have a very special guest for us today for you to learn a lot, you dog owners We have here with us today Vlade, the Russian dog wizard, who you may have seen on, he's been on KTLA a whole bunch, he's been on CNN, he's been on David Letterman, and he comes to us via Michigan, via Russia, and we'll get a little bit of background from him as well on the building blocks that have brought him here to California and to our hospital uh, specifically, but first, welcome, Vlade. Thank you so much, Tim. But I don't believe you introduced me with the such exciting I deserve. Let's repeat it. Say, ladies and gentlemen, pet owners, listen up. Because when the Vlade talks, everyone is listening. I like it. We have a dog which I brought with me. See how yes. nicely, politely oh, lay yeah. down with me. We have um, some vodka. Oh, we don't. But <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have a fun with you today. We're gonna have some. We're gonna give a lot of information now, listeners which we're going to combine with fun. So if the people not used to me, get over this. I say the truth as it is. That's the people love me and that's the people listen to me. Yes. And uh, I think that's part of what makes our partnership with you work very well is because we, I think a lot of people like the straightforward approach that we take. And I think that that's what has yielded a lot of results, such amazing results for you as well. Because if you will see in the testimonials in many different places for Vlade and the results that people see just after day one with you, it is not only the pet training, but it's a little bit of the human training that you're having to do as well. Yes. And I would like to pick it up from this. Yes. Uh, I was working in many countries around the world on three continents. As a matter of fact, I was working in five countries. In America, it's a huge differences between the West and east part of this country. Mm-hmm. So I am when I came to this great country, American government sent me to the Michigan. I guess because the weather back in Michigan as cold as back in Moscow <laughs> and then the downtown Detroit, the gunshot like a like a doorbell, like a back in in Moscow when the Soviet Union collapsed. So they probably thought I got to get to know America better. 
So anyway, so um, by the way, I'm still cannot read of this Michigan accent, but I hopefully if our, our listeners will not understand specific things. You will correct me. <laughs> so in Michigan, but don't get me wrong. I love the people back there. You know, the people back there are straightforward. They mean what they say. They do what they said. I love it. I love it. Well, when I moved to California, and yes, I, I, I've done everything in Michigan. I was even governor on Earth Doctrine in Michigan, get all awards and uh, did everything what I could. Have my radio show ongoing, my uh, TV show on the Fox 2 local stations and so on. But one day I just decided, well, you know what? I want to prove myself so I can be good even in California. By that time, I received the offer from Animal Planet to do the show for them. So we've done a few pilots. They did not pick it up, unfortunately, because they told me I'm as good for Animal Planet like a Howard Stern for the Catholic Church. <laughs> because I said the truth as it is. Yeah, yeah. But back in Michigan, I worked with a lot of rescue organizations and helped a lot. And uh, when I came to California, to Orange County, to some degree, see, in Orange County, it doesn't matter if you've been on Late Show and CNN and all over. And I've been featured in NPR everywhere. No. What if the neighbor Kathy across the street, if she will tell you you're the good man? Well, I was lucky enough. I met wonderful people from different rescue organizations. But most of all, what I really got in love and I was working for years and I'm still working with them. It's a German shopper rescue of Orange County. And I met a few people, very key people from that organization who did not trust me from the, just by looking in my blue Russian eyes. <laughs> You know, no, they called to the Michigan. They ask all the ref reference. After that, they gave me the most difficult problem pets, German Shepherds. And German Shepherds, my, I mean, I work with every dog, don't get me wrong, but it's my passion. It's my passion. But anyway, so I really, I really made the differences in those uh, truly notorious German Shepherds. Turn them around pretty rapidly. From that time, I start to work with them on the regular basis and was introduced to guest to home to the Dr. Matthew Wheaton, Alicia Pet Care Center. Alicia Pet Care Center. I love Dr. Matthew Wheaton the day I've seen him. And you mentioned about being straightforward. Yes, team. In um, Orange County, in Southern California in generally, People are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're worse or better. They're just different. Why are you yeah. smiling? Because <laughs> I'm no. a native, so I know. I so. No, no, I no. I'm see, see, I, I respect and love because my clients is my life. It's all that I have in my life, sincerely. And I, but you know, many people, many people who I met, they're awesome. But there's a few people who I believe in Southern California, people cannot handle the truth. In the way people from Chicago, Metro Detroit area can. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful. I almost you need to become a psychologist in order to explain to both of them and people and dog. And sometimes, yes, fixing the problem path you're doing by changing the humans. Dr. Matthew Wheaton, even though he's literally like me, he loves to say as it is, but he said in the way to make it people understand better. And mm -hmm. he gave me the lesson. He said, Vladi, I love you like a dog trainer. 
but I love my clients. And here is what I would like you to treat my clients. Don't tell them this and this and this. You can say the same thing, but here's how you have to say, I am really love him and I love him not just for that. I love him for the way of the medicine he's practicing. You know, it's a very preventive medicine. I'm European by nature. Mm-hmm. And I, in my training, and we're going to talk about this a lot, and the one of the way I'm succeeding, I'm not just hitting those, you know, symptoms of the problem. We know those symptoms. Oh, my, my, why my dog chew? Why my dog jump? How can... That's the symptoms. What is the root cause? Lack of discipline in the dog's life, lack of leadership. Dr. Matha. Matthew loves to do preventive medicine. I know I even talked with some of the doctors, uh, letting them know that we were going to be recording with you. And they kind of echoed what a lot of the clients have been saying, which is, you know, their their tough behavior things. A lot of the people do have the same somewhat cliche um, issues that they're dealing with with their pets. One of the ones that I was hearing the most from different people was the dog aggressive behaviors, even more so than the human aggressive, but the people who have a little dog and then get a bigger dog. And then the two of them have the negative sibling experience (laughs) where one of them is wanting to dominate the other or show that they are the true ruler of the roost or whatever it may be. So I, I know you have a lot of experience with all of the different issues, but is there one that you'd like to tackle first? I know that's something that people are wanting to hear about. Exactly. And this is one of my specialty. Uh, this type of the behavior problem, my dear friends, listeners, it, this is not something you can do on your own. This is not something you can go to the regular trainer because the regular trainer is going to do sit, stay, calm down. Okay, you know, many times I come in and just ask my clients who had me as the second, third and so on trainer and other trainers didn't do anything. And I asked what those trainers did. And they told me, oh, they taught the dog sit. They taught the dog walk or what this hacker has to do to the resolving aggressive issues, which every certified behaviorist like me knows you have to apply other things. You have to apply behavior modification program, which consists of counter-conditioning, floating, desensitizing, and many others. And we possibly, maybe on today's show or maybe down the road, we may be getting all those details and such and such, but let me share with your listeners right now, which is listening us. And people, if you right now listening means grab, please, can we ask them to grab the pencil or pencil? We could write that down right yes, now. Or grab your... F- smartphone and type it in there. I don't know how many people even write with. I'm Russian. I'm still in the past world. <laughs> yeah. what? That's a Cold War <laughs> item, yeah. a pencil. Yeah, it's never done. That's Cold War. But anyway, so I would like you to write it down. Three, one, two, three. Three major reasons. And I have to tell you, everyday people, team, everyday, million Americans, unconsciously, developing aggressiveness in their dogs by violating those three three things and never even know about them. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Number one would be what? Allow the dog, pull them on the leash. Walk is not just a walk, okay? It's not entertainment, okay? For the walking, it's like this. Or you walk your dog or your dog walk you. But if your dog walk you, 
he will walk all over you in all other aspects of your relationship. Mm -hmm. So once you start to walk your dog and the dog is behind you, yeah, sure, if you say, okay, let's play, blah, 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 you can do whatever you want. But if you say, let's go, somebody needs to go. No sniff, no poop, no pee, no stop, none. Just walk. You're ahead, he's behind. That number one, teaching the dog walking on the loose leash as you're the leader and the dog is follower will momentarily turn your dog around by, by turning him from the leader into the follower. Followers don't bite. Number two, which the people breaking, number two rule, they allow them. Can you imagine? Americans love to sleep with their pets. Mm -hmm. Or jump on the furniture. What are you laughing? Like you are, are you guilty too? No. Well, I have to tell you this. I normally tell yeah. my female pet owners, it's like in the relationship. Once you start to sleep with someone, that someone will stop listening to you. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. In the dog-to-human relationship, once you allow the dog elevate itself vertically up, you're elevating him socially up. Once he thinks he's socially elevated, he will believe he has a priority access to all resources. Mm -hmm. To the he will he will be more in competition with you or others about all sources of about privileges, space, uh, food, whatever is important for him. He will be more feisty. He will more dominant. And in the reality is, if he is down and you are up, you see, like for instance, I can sleep in the bed. And my dog is down and I'm in the bed. That's eight hours training. All what you need to do, yeah, because the dog looks up. He says, okay, he's up and I'm down. Mm -hmm. He cannot put my, his scent over my scent. So he's in his position. I'm in my position. It's eight hours training. All what you need to do to get best result just to get some sleep. That's, that's, I think everyone would appreciate this one. Yes. And the final one, number three reasons, barking. Oh my gosh. In America, sometimes... The dogs, for some people, like a doorbell, you know, for mm -hmm. many people. Sometimes you knock in somebody's house, whole neighborhood dogs barking. You know, <laughs> yeah. the knock, 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 bah, 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 like Russian AK-47 downtown Aleppo. <laughs> Everywhere is barking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you see, you know, many people okay with that. They say that's the dog should do. Listen, people, here in Orange County, we have more lawyers than dogs. So if your dog will snap, some, you don't need even to be snapped in Orange County to get sued. It's enough to scare someone and knock someone down. Or just imagine, or just visual, visualize it. You have a dog and you have a neighbor. Let's say neighbor Kathy across the street, okay? You open your dog and you don't have an aggressive dog. Let's say you have a, a, like a Democrat golden or lab. You know, the happy dogs. I call them Democrat because they love everyone. <laughs> You know, they, they want to have a peace with everyone and kiss everyone and jump all over everyone. And, you know, people don't believe that's a problem for many of them mm -hmm. because they believe the problem is just to bite someone. They call and say, Vladi, you know, my dog bit someone. I, 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 or why I need to train my dog? My dog doesn't bite anyone else. If the dog bites someone else, in a lot of cases, it's too late, baby. Yeah. You have to do it prior to that. So anyway, so you have that golden lap. You open the door. In visual, you open yes. the door. 
you know, and the dog is just bolting through and you scream, come, stay, whatever. The dog tells you, forget you, daddy, because you know what, you're buddy, you're sleeping with me, okay? <laughs> you give me equal rights. What the heck are rights you telling me now to stop? Yeah. Because we're buddies, we're roommates. So you run across the street because that, that your neighbor, Kathy, has that stupid Yorkie who barks nonstop. He's stupid not because he's Yorkie, because, you know, because he barks nonstop. And the Kathy, probably Kathy is the stupid, because she should stop that dog from barking in the first place. Yeah. So anyway, the dog bark, bark, bark. Your dog runs in, scaring the Kathy. Kathy doesn't know what to do. She pick up this Yorkie. One of two things happening. Or your lap or golden, because... Lab or golden, that's like a bulletproof, you know. You can scream on them. They think, oh, that's fun, you know. <laughs> that dog knocking that cafe down, okay, you done it, people. Or just scratch her pretty legs. You will done it too. Now you have emotional or physical or emotional damages. Oh, my gosh. So my best advice for you people, no barking. Just finalizing that third part. No barking. Barking create drive. Drive create frustration. Frustration turns in many unwanted behaviors, including bolting for the house, including aggression. Many other things can be created by barking. Don't you don't want to just jump to the symptoms, go to the root cause. I just learned, not just, but learned for many, many years that many behavior problems can be literally stopped in the track if the people would start to walk their dogs instead of their dogs walking them, if they stop sleeping with their pets and not allow them jump on the furnitures and no barking like AK-47, and you will be just, and you're going to stop most of your behavior problem just like that. And I know you have brought some of your tools of the trade. Yeah, tools of the trade. So this is the, this is the training tools. Yeah. You know, it's like almost like, you know, I come in, you know, in a lot of cases and uh, clients tell me, okay, if you are such a great dog wizard, you need to have a magic wand, you know, just give it to me. You know, like people go <laughs> yeah. to the doctor. Oh, I have a headache. Where's the aspirin? You know right, how right, people right. like to say, oh, I have a wonderful dog. Wonderful. The only thing, I, the only, they don't understand if the approach will be the only, it's like getting the short-term result and the long-term consequences. We want to address the root cause of the problem. But yes, tools, training tools are very important, but it's a part of the general picture. Mm-hmm. You, you use them, in other words, to stabilize the patient, like in your situation, in this clinic. Mm-hmm. And after that, you're buying the time to really address the root cause. The same thing I do. When I come in, I just cannot even talk. The dog, bah, 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 bah. I, I ask the people, how you live with, with this situation? I could not live in one day. Mm-hmm. One day, people. If, my do- if I know I open my door and my dog run away, I would not even have her in my house. Yeah. I don't understand that relationship because I believe first trust after love. I cannot love that dog just because she is the dog because I cannot trust her. Mm-hmm. But speaking about the t- uh, training tools. So there is a three training tools. I show it to you. One of them by name Pet Convincer Plus. What Start to bark. Bark, bark, say bark, 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 bark. Okay, <laughs> how it feels? It's, I startle yes, you. What yes. is this? 
So what it is, is it's a CO2 activated sonic air blast device. One convincing air blast, bad behaviors in the past. Your dog is, your dog is not bad, you just need that. That's number one. Number two, air horn. Pull. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another one, you know, and uh, I also like this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is the sound for, from the stun gun. It's oh. not the stun gun, but right, they took right, the, the sound because it. they learn huh. it's really affecting getting the dog's attention. Mm-hmm. So I use it multiple things, but it's just, you know, it's just a part of so many. I, I'm using about 15, 20 all type of the dog training devices and tools. And it's always very customized. When they right. come in, I look at my client's weakness. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the, I don't care about the strength. Obviously, strength doesn't work. I look at their limitations. Not physical, but sometimes physical, sometimes emotional. I need to empower. Let's let's put this way. Most of my clients are ladies, and they love me, not not for my blue Russian eyes, for the right reasons. Yeah. The reason is I'm very effective, I am very gentle, I am very convincing, and I'm very educated, as you all know, all Russians do. Mm-hmm. So I basically, for instance, that's my the same cat. I don't want people to be under the impression that just oh, bad cat is somewhere. That you only live across the street exactly. from Kathy's. Yeah, yes. yeah. So th- this is the good cat. I look in the Kathy's <laughs> eyes and say, Kathy, my dear, you know, this is not the dog's problem really here. It's not the dog who just needs to be trained. It's you needs to be trained. And I need to empower you. You see, what I learned him, and now very seriously, many of my clients, not many, but some of them, at the end of the class start to cry. Mm-hmm. Some of them. And ask you, did I offend? Oh, no, Vladi, we love you dearly. We just realized that behavior problem in dogs is just symptoms of bigger pictures, what we did wrong in our life. We did not trade value for value the way you're teaching. We mm-hmm. gave a lot to dog, to husbands, to boyfriends. And what we've got in return? Nothing. Nothing. We gave a lot, we expected nothing in return. Vladi teaching them, that's not the right way to run any relationship. Mm -hmm. I tell the Kathy, every leash has two ends. If you don't pick one end, someone will pick another end. Today it's your dog, tomorrow it's going to be your boyfriend or what, whosoever. Mm -hmm. It's just the law of life. So I'm empowering them. Once they get the power back, they're just fixing their relationship with their dogs. They're becoming better managers. They're becoming more strong and stand up for themselves with kids, with anything. I cannot tell you if I had more time, I would exp- I would tell my listeners how many great stories I am receiving as the feedback from my clients as the side benefits of the dog training. Because mm-hmm. it has a very big picture to it in life. It is. What you're saying. Yeah. Look, because the dogs, it's also pack-oriented species. And the humans pack oriented species. That's why we get along so well, because we're supposed to understand each other better. Mm-hmm. There is a basic desire, or not even a basic desire, there is a basic overall line that needs to be understood by pet owners that a dog is the dog. Is a dog. <laughs> And you treat him like a human, he will treat you like a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that that is, when you look at the animal kingdom, 
and you watch any of those shows on National Geographic or whatever, I mean, not just in the dog world, but in all other species, there is that dominance and that clear parenting that is happening between mom or dad and little ones. And uh, exactly that that is what we need to do as the leader of the household or as the owner or whatever is to let them know that they are still the dog. And I think that that's difficult for, and and it's funny because you say the differences between Michigan and, and East coast and here and Europe. whatever. And East and, and, and Europeans, yeah. Americans, it's a huge way. And let me pick it from this team. You know, sometimes I want to say something smart. Sometimes I do, and that's going to be right now. Because you really hit that something very important for me to reply, to respond. And I'm I'm sure our listeners will enjoy my answer. Look, people, we can take dog out of the pack, but we cannot get this pack mentality out of the dogs. They were thriving over generations. Mm-hmm. Generations under that type of their leadership and rules of their culture. You cannot impose or democracy in Middle East, or you cannot impose democracy in the canine or pack-oriented society. Each, like, Middle East has its own culture. Dogs has its own culture. Mm-hmm. We need to respect it and use to and learn how to live with them. Now, we can hide, pretend. We can, like, shamely take our eyes away from the picture. There is a many people nowadays who want to be so politically correct. And they will tell you that, no, no, no. Wolves just uh, loving each other. And, and dominance does not exist. And, you know, those people are so blind. I'm telling you, they, if they would just open, if they take this, how you say in America, like a pink eye, uh, glasses? Uh, yeah, rose, rose, yeah. rose glasses. And they could look around. They would see dominance penetrate our human relationship everywhere mm-hmm. it goes in the work pack it who is who is the ruler in the work pack top dog mm-hmm. look at the family pack there is the structures there every family is successful when they have a leader okay look at the international pack united states alpha dog and the rest supposed to obey and so on and one of the dogs shows weakness, some other dogs show the strength. Right. It's, a, it's a just universal rules of the society. You know, uh, what does the word dominance mean? I want to I wanna translate for some people who don't understand. And if mm-hmm. they don't believe me, I, want, I would like to invite them to check uh, the uh, vocabulary and just to see translation. It means superior position hierarchy. That's all what the days come. Mm-hmm. And if the people do that, the harmony, harmony starting and promoting hierarchy in the pack, in the family. You know, dogs knows you're not the dog with the two leg. They know they're humans. Mm-hmm. They know that. It's totally different society. But they have no other language to talk to your people. They don't have any other way of thinking to comprehend what you're doing. So they think through the prism of their culture. We humans, as the most developed species, we need to establish link of communications because we can mimic 
and apply the rules of their society because we understand that the only society and rules of that society our canines understand. Mm -hmm. Or you people would love, you know, or you would like to talk to their dogs, to your dogs, in dog language, doglish, or you expect them to speak with you in English. So that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what it is. So, you know, people, when they start the training, dogs sometimes don't like it. Mm -hmm. Of course they don't like it. They run, they run the household for years. Right, sometimes. you're taking away their, uh, their position. Positions, yeah. who are going to be happy? It's going to be transition, but the end goal will be like a doggy mama. Doggy mama provide security blanket for mm -hmm. their pets. And some dogs have anxiety issues, and their anxiety issues because no leadership issues. Some dogs need to just be told what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. The same thing, doggy mama. Mm -hmm. As long as people understand that puppy and their future dog will be integrated in their human pack, people in return for some type of their combining love with discipline, they will be able to take their pets with them in the restaurant. That's what my clients do. Mm -hmm. My clients' dogs, they're not sitting under household arrest. Right, right. They're not barking dog, yard dog in the backyard. No. We do it so-called Yevra Dog Dog Training Program. I have many people coming to me from different states for that program. Mm -hmm. I turn those dogs into the dogs who are acceptable in the human pack with full integrity, honesty, and um, full trust. You can take them dog any particular situation among the kids, among the dogs, in the restaurants, public places, unleash and even off leash, and expect them behave no matter what circumstances, no matter neighbor Kathy was that unruly Yorkie, mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter, you know, other dogs barking on your dog, no matter the kids running all over and, you know, you know, yeah, in oh, Orange yeah. County, if the dog knocked the child down, oh, you're oh my, you have to go back to Russia. It's going yeah. to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it is. We want to give the dog freedom and joy or it's going to be jail. People, you follow the rules, it's going to be joy, or it's going to be 12, 10 years jail if you have a young dog. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, I think, a very good point that you're making is that it's not a dominance in the way of cruelty exactly. or anything like that. It's basically fitting them into the place that they are supposed to be within, like you said, within the hierarchy of the home. Exactly. Leadership, I would use that word. Mm -hmm. Leadership in the in the superior in hierarchy. You let you let hierarchy go in your human pack, everything will fall into the place. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something smart again. In many households, I see the problem, big problem. Many dogs love the owners. They just don't respect them. Mm -hmm. Because in canine culture, respect it is not given. It is taken. Mm -hmm. Once the people deserve, from the dog's perspectives, to be in the leadership position, oh my gosh, their life going to be so joyful. And it will be time for fun, for entertainment, right. for play, for everything. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, my clients' dog live longer and happier. You know why? Because my client's taking their pets with, with you everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. How easy to exercise your dog physically if your dog is awfully trained? Boy, they go to any grass area 
whatever they are, live and uh, have a few tennis balls and make the dog run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, knowing if the just dog just approach the curb, one word, ah, 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 like a Russian mother, ah, ah, the dog's back. See, that dog is looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And exactly, because yeah. when you say, ah, 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 the dog is hearing what? Uh, it's a doglish. It's a, it's a, we're using English words. Mm-hmm. See, in German, I use German. In, in, you know, in other countries, right, I've speak in few languages, but mostly I use, I know the bad words. That's the, <laughs> but, but what I know, the, I know the simple words which I use for the commands, of yeah. course. So you can stop that dog on, on the track and, and it takes the time and after you have a trust and it's a, such a joy, it's easy to take care of the dog. The dog emotionally and physically fit, they live longer mm-hmm. and they live happier. Mm-hmm. And there's less, there's obviously less stress, less confusion. I'm sure that they're going through on a day-to-day basis knowing this is the way that the roles are played in this house or whatever. Yes. And unfortunately, unfortunately, not everyone can do it. And uh, for uh, the reasons we are talking with you mm-hmm. together, and uh, I can basically describe for you two main reasons. Reason number one, of course, emotional. Mm-hmm. People have so hard time to pull the rank on their puppies, mm-hmm. to teach it acceptable rules, mm-hmm. which its own mother would do it in a heartbeat. They feel sorry on the first signs of the people maybe a little bit sad. Oh, my puppy, not gonna, we're going to break the spirit. We're going to break. That's very hard on some people. Second aspects of the difficulty for the clients, it is um, physical aspect. Physical, I don't mean just any physical actions. What I mean, implications, actions, whatever. You need to put your hands properly. You have to do a leash properly. Mm-hmm. Some people really have a hard time with coordination. Mm-hmm. You know, those people, they're not bad. Yeah. They just need Vlad. And what they do with the Vlad, which is Vladi with me, yes. they tell Vladi, you know what? Why don't my dog will go and live with you? And that's so-called canine boot camp. Mm-hmm. This is my, in Orange County, I have to tell you, most successful service. Right now, which uh, that's just end of the November, yes? The waiting list, honestly, the waiting list for that service now is mid of March. Wow. Because this one of the service, I get universal result because the success does not affect humans' emotions, their ability, unability. What you see that dog? That's one of the boot camper. Mm-hmm. You may his name is Patches, and uh, the owners if they hear that that podcast, and I know your podcast is very very popular and running on multiple multiple platforms doing great job that's i love to be here as well and i'm sure the owners are going to hear about him and they will not tell me untrue that dog when i came in team that dog it's it's a who is this it's a it's a labradoodle probably yeah miniature yeah yeah. so normally i tell michael because i want to be nice especially in southern california i don't want to upset anyone i'm very sweet uh, Dr. Matthew Whitten taught me how to do this. That was bad when I come in. I just told that, don't do this, do this. He said, we're not talking to the people. You're not country. in Michigan anymore. Exactly. He said, you can't talk to the Southern California people this way. So anyway, uh, I would normally tell the people, put this dog in the in the crate or lock him behind. The, because when I come in, 
the dog bark, people screaming. I don't want to create this chaos. Mm-hmm. Plus, when I was trained back in university in Russia, I would be fired, sincerely now. I would be fired if I would make even one insecure dog, which it is, even make one step backwards in, when I enter the house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm positioning them or in a comfortable home, which is a crate, or behind the barrier in the small area. So they would not feel, see, most of the dogs are acting this way, blah, 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 blah. they're very insecure dogs. By having them in when I'm entering, or anyone entering their home, in the huge, large area team, mm-hmm. it's almost like for the human sleeping in the huge bed, they feel so vulnerable. You want to mm-hmm. give them blanket. Yeah. So I like them, confine them. And I didn't, you know, even... Because Labradoodles should not behave. They are just sweet. They should just jump on me and kiss and hug me. Yeah. That dog was... Eh, eh, running, screaming. And my gosh. And I just saying something. I put the earphones because my ears no longer can take it. I do it for 30 years. Yeah. And the people screaming at me, they don't understand. <sighs> you know, I wish I would. So eventually we just... And who can even catch that dog because he's so fearful. Uh-huh. You know, and the door is open. I can't. So anyway, we finally located him, and I went for the process. But now how sweet he is yeah. walk. Oh, yeah. He just walked with them, and he, the owner said he even snapped a few times. Oh, or I don't know, a few people. He huh. didn't want to snap anyone in the Russian house. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish, I, I see how he would snap my Russian wife. Moi, you have to know her. Her name is Antonina. Yeah. Who knows her? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> If you cross the line, I mean, this woman, if if my dog just crossed the line, she will just look at her. And that that German shepherd will be start to looking for the fifth corner of the room. <laughs> cannot find where. You know, yeah. that's the Russian slang. But 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 the dogs communicate the energy. Yeah. So if the dog feels her energy, and okay. Now, so that's what I do with my clients. Mm-hmm. Vladi teach the clients how to become the leader in the relationship with the pets. Leaders walk differently. Leaders talk differently. Leaders even smells differently. Why I say so? Because when you look like a leader, you smell like a leader from the dog's perspective. Mm-hmm. And the dog will take you as the leader. Mm-hmm. So I think we will definitely have you back for a lot more question and answer. And hopefully we'll figure this out to do the phone call and have people be able to call in and ask you questions and for you to interact with them directly. Oh, I love it. When the Vladi calls, you know, I, I've been on the stations all across America, mm-hmm. including NPR. If, if people would like to hear my show on NPR, they can always put Russian dog wizard NPR. They can hear it too. But my point is, I love it. And when I am... On the radio, phone is off-hooked. I know the people want to call me, and my solution will be effective. Many of my clients, uh, very high-profile people, but I would say top professionals, Mm -hmm. those people have no time to play with nonsense. Right, right. They want to get the result, maximum result, gentle result, but maximum result with less effort. Mm -hmm. That's what all my training is about. And I've even heard, I heard from somebody today who works here as I I think as one of our technicians who had a friend that said after just one day with you, the results that they already saw with their dog was amazing to them. Thank you. Dogs stop fasten once you go Russian. So no dogs, not bad. They just need Vlad, me. 
I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So where else can people, I mean, obviously they can, I know there's a number of YouTube videos sure. uh, that they can search and find you. Where are all of the multiple places in the world of the internet and social media that they can find you? Sure, that's very simple. If you live uh, in the Southern California, you can always type SoCal Dog Training. They can find me just like that. If you don't, if you're listening to this podcast as you're driving and you may not remember that stuff, just please remember three magic words. Russian Dog Wizard. Translate it, please. Because I still have a Michigan accent. Oh, Russian dog wizard. That's it. Just yes. type it on the Google and it's going to come up thousands of things. And yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. And I love your clinic. I love your staff. All your doctors, such a professionals. I communicate with them and deal with them on a the regular basis. I have many clients coming to me out of the state. Mm-hmm. And they're always servicing here. And everyone tells me they are truly amazed. Truly amazed with the service, if necessarily, the dogs receive it here. Just outstanding experience. That's excellent. Thank you. And and the same. I mean, the results and the referrals that we send people to you and the remarks that they say back to us about what they are learning from you in the conversations and how much... Uh, the difference is in their homes and their lives with their pets is fantastic. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. I will turn it over to a closing point and we'll ride this out with some nice Russian music right now as we play Vlade out. Thank you, Vlade. Thank you. Okay, and that is the conclusion of our episode with Vlade, the Russian dog wizard. I hope you all really enjoyed that and got a lot of information. We really went into some, not only did he provide us with a lot of key tips and information regarding the specific training of your dogs, but we also got pretty deep into the psychology of the relationship between dog and owner and where that comes from with the dog's background in general. So I hope you all gained a lot of good information from that episode. I'll take one minute to tell you about a couple of those tools that we used here and maybe a little bit too loudly, but uh, the pet convincer is the one that just uses compressed air as a uh, noise and training tool. And the other was called doggy don't. And that is the one that I will specify and clarify is not an actual taser. It is just the sound of one and does not have any kind of electrical charge or anything, but that one was pretty cool. And I know that with some people who aren't seeing as much success with the pet convincer, though it is a very highly successful tool, uh, the doggy don't has been helpful for some of those dogs. So uh, something for you to look into potentially. And again, you can find us on the internet at mypetsdoctor.com. That's mypetsdr.com. You can find the podcast website at pettalkpodcast.com. You can find the podcast episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, on Google Play. And we are on social media all over the place. 
we are on Facebook, Alicia Pet Care Center. We are on Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter as APCC Vet. So look for us there. If you want to send in new questions, comments, uh, things for future shows, you can send those to me directly at we care at my pets doctor. That's we care at mypetsdr.com. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.